Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Jason Williams. I'm Blake Castetter. And we are the Sunday Funday guys. Blake, what a 24 hours as far as coaching moves, retirements, people leaving. Man, whew. Already got predictions on where people are landing, free agency. You got Derrick Henry hitting yes. the market. Like it's a, it's kind of wild to see that uh wasn't it last year the Titans were number one overall seed or two years ago? Two years ago when the Bengals beat them, yeah. Yeah. And now they have literally fallen apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, no nobody expect I think people expected Belichick. Saban was out of left field, and I think Pete Carroll was way, way out of left field. So, um, But you may wonder what that has to do with fantasy, and it actually does have to do a lot. And we talked about this earlier season. When, when you let go of a coach, you let go of kind of the philosophy. So if that philosophy changes, I mean, do you go from a power running team to a spread offense? I mean, that, that, that could play um, some havoc when you're talking fantasy for 2024. And not only fantasy, Survivor as well. Those teams are the teams that you don't want to yeah. pick or pick on until you exactly. really understand what you're working with. Yep, exactly. So uh, stay tuned for that, folks. There's going to be a lot of ripple effects from Belichick and Pete Carroll in terms of what teams are going after what coaches. So it's going to be an interesting offseason, to say the least. What about this uh, wild card weekend that we got upon us? You know what? I'm always excited about It's kind of bittersweet for me because I'm like, yeah, we're getting to the playoffs and the games are going to be great and it's going to be must-watch TV. We're like, man, we're getting close to the end. And you know how I feel about the end of football season. And, and Jason does not do well after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, after that, we got March Madness and then we got a long few months of... Yeah, I don't do well. February is a rough month for me. Yep, for sure. We get to look forward to the draft. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we yeah. got to wait till training camp. Yeah, yeah. Or we could do some free agency stuff. Oh, free yeah. agency opens up. That's right. Yeah, in March and then towards the end of uh, June. So, yeah, we got we got plenty of options. So, Fanatics, while, you know, we're going to be doing a couple of things until the Super Bowl, uh, we will be having some Sunday Funday Guys special editions throughout the offseason. So, stay tuned for that. Wild Card let's, Weekend. Let's get into it. It is. Let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. Who you got? Let's talk about the AFC. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Is there any chance Pittsburgh pulls this out? Not a snowball chance in H-E double hockey sticks, if you ask me. I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't see how uh, their new offensive coordinator makes that much of a difference because they're still not putting up a ton of points. They still don't have a solid quarterback. Rudolph's mm -hmm. not going to go into buffalo and shock the world but i as much as i agree with you here's the one here's the one factor that trumps everything it's mike tomlin how does this man keep winning with this collection of i mean i don't get it like he just wins i mean it's crazy that team is not very good in terms of talent they've got injuries but somehow they end up in the playoffs it's it, I mean, you can say what you want to, and I got Steeler fans, <clears throat> excuse me, that want to see Mike Tomlin fired. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Absolutely crazy. He is a um he's a good coach. Yeah. Is, Mika, is, is Fitzpatrick playing? 
It, I don't. I have no idea. Who knows who's playing? We just know Watts not playing, and they're going with Mason Rudolph. So we have no idea. I mean, the Steelers have been like this literally for the past what two and a half months. Like we don't even know who's playing. Well, we do know that uh, Buffalo is playing, and mm-hmm. Buffalo has gotten hot at the right time. For sure, um, they they've adjusted from away from a, a James Cook approach. I mean, for a while, James Cook was tearing it up but Pittsburgh's defense I think Josh Allen is going to carve him up oh yeah I, I don't think uh with the skill that skill players that the Bills have it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do without Watt I think that's the caveat Watt's not playing I think if he plays it, it becomes a little bit more interesting but without Watt and without getting that pressure I mean they got high scenario with Pittsburgh wins this game. Now, it may be close because the Steelers are the Steelers, but there's just no way. And if Josh Allen reverts to kind of like old Josh Allen where he throws some picks, you never know what can happen. That's fair. Speaking of picks, you got two ahead and into Kansas City this week. Yes. On the road, two has not been good. Mm-mm. They not are, at all. Uh, the, what was the temperature projection at kickoff? Cold as you know what. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> yeah, cold. I looked. I was looking at uh, stats earlier this week, and two has only had three games on the road where he's thrown more than one touchdown pass. Two of those games were against Washington mm-hmm. and the Chargers. I mean, what's the common denominator with those two teams? One of the two of the worst defenses in the league by far. Bad football. Hmm. Hmm. So, what are your thoughts on? Miami pulling out an upset against Kansas City with the return of Tyreek to Kansas City. I think I think Miami's been decimated with injuries, especially over the last month on the defensive side. So I don't see any again, I don't see any scenario unless Mahomes plays as you know, that Raiders game when they played just absolutely terrible. That's the only scenario where I can see Kansas City losing this game. I just don't see with the cold weather, the Dolphins coming up. And if you don't think that makes a difference, folks, you're crazy. Because it makes a difference when you go down to Miami when it's 80 degrees in December. So it definitely makes a difference when it's just not cold, but it's going to be bitterly cold. I mean, these guys don't play in this type of weather. Tua, I mean, he's from a he's from warm climate. He's just not used to that, and it makes a difference. And, I, Blake, I don't see any scenario where Miami uh, pulls out this victory. Okay. Hmm? What about Cleveland and Houston? You've got Cleveland and Joe yeah. Flacco traveling to Houston. They played two weeks ago. There was no uh, C.J. Stroud that week. Mm-hmm. Cleveland put up 30-plus points, but Houston still scored 20-plus. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's favored by two. Joe Flacco's never lost a wild card game. I did not know that. Wow. Never. And wow. if he wins this week, he becomes the mo- winningest quarterback of all time in playoff history on the road ousting wow. tom brady with his eighth win look at you still pulling up stats you're amazing man wow i mean those are those two stats are i had no idea like if you could have gave me a guess on who that would be i would not have said a man that was sitting on his couch three months ago and joe flacco uh, but i think this game is definitely the most intriguing potentially of the weekend with the browns defense you know, being as good as advertised, C.J. Stroud being a rookie. Now, again, as everybody tells us, the regular season is different than the postseason. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially I would pay attention, fanatics, to like the first 
couple drives and see how Stroud reacts to that playoff intensity because there have been some guys on Cleveland's team that have been to the playoffs. Now, again, it hasn't been a lot, but they have been. So they kind of understand what it's about. And then they got Joe Flacco, who obviously has won a Super Bowl, so he understands what the playoffs is about as well. I'm thinking Cleveland pulls this one out. Stroud, I mean, we don't know what to expect. You don't know. He's never been in an NFL playoff game. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is at home. Flacco's put up 300-plus yards four weeks in a row, mm-hmm. including on the road. So Cleveland just rested all their starters last week. I don't know what kind of momentum break that may have any implications, but their defense is rested. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's overrated when it comes to wild card weekend because it's only one week. Now, when you talk about number one seeds, I think it takes them a while to get up to speed a little bit when they play next week. But uh, I think resting your starters is a good you know, proposition, unless there's something on the line. And I think Cleveland will be re- – I mean, Cle- you know, Cleveland is Cleveland. So it's not like they have a tradition of making the playoffs, so they're going to be pretty amped up. And I expect this to be, again, the best game of the weekend. And, again, to Blake's point, I- I'm not surprised if Cleveland pulls this one out. I mean, they're favored, so we say pull it yep. out, but they are on the road, so I get what you're saying. Um, yep. Let's head over to the NFC. You got Green Bay going into Dallas. It's yeah. The, uh, um, the Mike McCarthy narrative. Yeah, the Mike McCarthy Bowl. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there a and scenario I- <clears throat> where Green Bay can put up enough points or slow Dallas down at home enough to pull out a win? Let me answer that. No. <laughs> Quick answer. Quick answer. No. Um, we've seen the Cowboys play on the road, and we've seen the Cowboys play at home. The point differential, and I don't know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it's clearly a factor when the Cowboys in obviously making the playoffs. But I think that youth will be the deciding factor. Dallas has been there. Green Bay is not as and like we talked about with Cleveland and Houston and Stroud. I think that'll play a factor with Jordan Love. Dallas has averaged 37 points mm-hmm. in their home games on offense. Ooh, that's a lot. That is a lot. In the NFL, that's a college, those, those are college stats. And th- there's been some decent teams that have come into Dallas. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Green Bay's defense is not that decent. They're okay. Um, and I don't At think best. they can put up enough points to keep up. No, I, I think it's going to be a track meet. I think turnovers will play a key role in it. And again, I just, this is Jordan Love's first playoff game. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I just think he'll struggle a little bit with the uh, Dallas defense. We got to think Micah Parsons, Bland. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Uh, I think they're going to have a field day. And I think watch out for the defense of the Cowboys scoring a touchdown. Maybe that's kind of one of my bets for later on. We'll talk about that a little you bit. Get that one marked down. All right. Yeah, that one marked down. Yeah, a circle. Yes, sir. So, speaking of narratives, we've got mm-hmm. LA and Detroit, the Stafford golf narrative. This is another intriguing one. I know you like the Cleveland Houston one, and I do too. Mm-hmm. This is right up there with it. Um, in Detroit, do you think Stafford gets booed? Or applauded? Um, I think a little of both. I think I don't I don't know the dynamic between Detroit and Stafford. I would think the Lions 
were happy for him when they when they won a Super Bowl with the Rams because of all the stuff he had been through. But again, when you when you start to win, you kind of get spoiled. And, and Lions fans should be the last fans that are spoiled. But I think there'll be fans that boo him. But I think pr- primarily people will be cheering him because of all the hard work and all the effort he gave Detroit when they were one of the worst teams in modern sports history. A lot of years. Yeah. He was dedicated. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about that. I think this game is going to be a great game. Um, again, we'll talk about bets, bets uh, in a little bit, but uh, high scoring, lots of passing, you know, may come down to the last, the person who has the last, the, the ball last, which quarterback does. And it, it should be a great game. And you got Philly and Tampa Bay. Five yeah, in Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah. Um, Philly, man, they don't look like the Philly of earlier in the season. They No, they don't look like the Philly of last year at all. I mean, their defense is taking a nosedive. Jalen Hurts looks un-Jalen Hurts-like. I mean, in the beginning of the year, we were talking MVP, and now that talk has just evaporated. So, with that being said, Tampa Bay is an interesting team. Now, they've got guys who have been in the playoffs, so this may not, this is not going to be – New to them, they're playing at home. They really don't have a lot to lose because Philly's defended Super Bowl champs. So, they, you know, it, it, I, this is an intriguing game. I I, I would, uh, again, I would not be, and, Philly, and Tampa's the number four seed. I would not be surprised if Tampa won, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa blow, blew them out. But the way Baker Mayfield's playing and the combination of that and Philly's past defense or defense as a yeah. whole, there's opportunity for Tampa Bay to put up a lot of points. For sure. And unless Jalen Hurts turns it around, I mean, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's defense is top 10 in the league. Yeah. They're going to have to turn it around big time. Right. That being said, I do like a Chris Godwin oh. touchdown score. Okay. All right. We can talk we'll about talk that more about later. that. Yeah, sure. All right. Note to self. Write that down. You know, we didn't pick Chris Godwin, and I was thinking about that in our uh, fantasy postseason mm-hmm. league, and then we didn't pick Chris Godwin at all no, as I not. was taking notes for today's show. But jumping back into the postseason fantasy league, so last episode we dabbled on this. We mm-hmm. kind of introduced what it was. Sure. Um, we play it on fantasypostseason.com. You, you pick a lineup, which is constructed of a number of players. Um, once you pick that lineup, that's set for just this week. And so you can never pick those players again, whether they're in or out. Mm-hmm. The kicker is by the end of the postseason, you want to make sure that you've got players to fill those positions. So Correct. you don't want to pick. If you have projected that the Ravens and the 49ers are going to be in the Super Bowl, you don't want to pick the Ravens and the 49ers quarterbacks in the divisional and the conference championship rounds. Correct. Because then you'll be left mm-hmm. with no quarterback going into the Super Bowl. So you'll have a dud right. at that position. So Jason and I, per the norm, got together <laughs> earlier this week for our famous lunch to discuss yeah. our fantasy postseason. And we drew it up. Right. So that part number one to our approach is. We draw it up. So draw it we up. print out the playoff brackets. 
we talk through the scoring. We talk through the, what are the odds that we, we basically build what we believe to be our bracket. And in the end, mm-hmm. in this bracket, we've got Buffalo upsetting Baltimore in the yes. AFC championship. Now, we built four brackets and we honed in on this one. Mm-hmm. And we got them Detroit losing to San Francisco. So we got a Buffalo San Francisco Super Bowl. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. interesting you got to be a little outside of the norm. If you go with the obvious ones, like we talk about. Yeah, we've been burned. Pick, yeah, you've yeah. been burned. That's right. Yeah, we've been burned by going obvious because in the playoffs, you just never know. Any given Sunday. So, mm-hmm. Jason, you want to <laughs> outline the lineup that we went with? Maybe so, a couple points yeah. as to why? Yeah. So, um, you know, as Blake talked about, uh, I think we, you said we had the Lions playing the Niners in the championship, correct? NFC yep, championship? Yep. Okay. So, hence, we went with Matthew Stafford. Again, we're in terms of when we're picking these guys, Fanatics, we're talking about volume. We're talking about guys that we think – whether you be a receiver and getting 10 to 12, 15 targets a game, quarterback throwing the ball 40 times, running back getting 20-plus touches in a game. So our, our rationale was volume, volume, volume. So with that being said, we went with our quarterback is Matthew Stafford, obviously. Um, we feel like the, the Detroit game specifically, he's going to put up some numbers. Uh, at running back, we went with Rashad White. Again, another uh, potential – 20 plus carry or 20 plus touch player that we think is going to get a high volume of looks in this particular game because of the uh, ineptitude of Philly's defense. And then we went Kyron Williams because, again, we looked at the other teams and their defenses, and we all know Detroit's defense isn't very good. So that was an easy choice between him and Stafford. And we also went with Puka. So we, we kind of went all in on the Rams. Uh, a quarterback, wide receiver, and running back, at least for three players. So that's our rationale. Puka Nakua had a great year. Nobody saw this coming. But, again, we're thinking volume, touches, carries, catches, the whole nine-yard passing yards. Is, are they going to throw the ball a lot? What kind of offense do they run? Uh, Kyron Williams could get receptions and carries. So can Rashad White. So that kind of went into our rationale with that. Now, we'll keep going with receiver. and. I think this is no brainer. Mike Evans, uh, because again, number one receiver every year, people try to like say, okay, well, Mike Evans is declining. Mike Evans is declining. Well, if you're a fantasy football player, he's been good ever since he came into the league. So for us, this was a no brainer. And then at tight end, we had a, we had several different options, but again, when you talk about volume, you look at a David and Joku's numbers over the past month, and I, mean, I would imagine they rival any tight end in the league. So that was the easiest decision. And then we go with kickers, and we go with uh, Fairborn from Houston. Again, kickers, opportunity to get points indoors makes sense. Should be a pot- potentially a high-scoring game. Or we're thinking Cleveland, Cleveland's defense bends, but doesn't break, so they get opportunities to kick field goals. So that was the rationale for Fairborn. And then on defense, we picked Buffalo. Because, again, we think Buffalo is going to potentially upset some folks and make it to the championship. Good points, man. I think you elaborated pretty well on those. Only thing that I will add in is, yes, we we really considered the opponents heavily in this and not heavily. using players that we might need later in the um, 
playoffs. So we that's got the key. Yep. Detroit's defense, which is allowed a lot. Philly's defense, which is allowed a lot more. But then looking at right. Buffalo, one of the reasons we pick Buffalo is they're going up against a Pittsburgh offense that they might be able to shut them out. Mm-hmm. They might. I mean, Mason Rudolph might throw a pick six or two. Sure. And again, we're talking playoffs. This is not regular season. And you might say, well, the Steelers have been hot. They've been playing well. True. Uh, but going on the road to Buffalo is tough. And there's a reason Mason Rudolph was not the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. So he's the third straight quarterback. So we'll kind of let that sit with you a little bit. All right. So we've covered fantasy postseason. Yes. Kind of dabbled in a little bit of intro into each game. Mm-hmm. What about some bets? Oh, this is my. something you and I have dabbled Woo! in the season a little bit. It's fun. It's exciting. Yes, yes, yes. Well, as I told you before we came on the air, in the AFC, I did not like any of the bets uh, once I looked at them. Now, again, in terms of the points, I don't, I'm not really a spread guy. I'm more of an individual player stat type of guy. So I'll kind of let you handle the AFC, Blake, in terms of who you like and what your thoughts are. So I just went through the whole NFL and tried to pick my top seven, eight, nine picks right out of the yep. gate. So looking at spreads and looking at over-unders, you've got Pittsburgh at plus nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Given when you look back and you look at the New England Buffalo game and how tight that was. Yep. If Josh Allen doesn't play lights out, I think we might have a low scoring game. Right. Which might result in that nine and a half point differential. I would take the Steelers at plus nine and a half in Buffalo. Interesting. You've got Kansas City at home, four and a half point favorites against the Dolphins. I think the weather. And two is inexperienced in the playoffs. Even though Kansas City's not playing great, right. I think that home field advantage and the weather advantage mm-hmm. and their experience in the playoffs, I think they beat Miami by more than four and a half points. Thinking touchdown? I don't think it's going to be a super yeah. high scoring game. So if okay. you could take it at six and a half, I would take six and a half, would be the okay. furthest yeah, I would the max. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. What about Cleveland and Houston? Cleveland and Houston. I'm at two. I think Cleveland covers two. I, Flacco is on fire. He's playing lights out. Um, return player of the year, without a question, in my opinion. Um, I'm not so sure that Houston's defense is stout enough to slow down the success Cleveland's had, as well as Cleveland's defense can slow down an injury-prone or a, an injured Houston offense with Stroud just returning, Dell being out. Two I points isn't much to ask. I think they win by at least a field goal. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Nice. Nice. Now, I, like, I, like, I like your picks so far. Green Bay and Dallas, only a seven-point spread. This is the layup. 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 I, okay. As we stated earlier, 37.38 fantasy or points per game on Dallas's offense at home. Gotcha. Dallas's defense is, even without Diggs, is still a top 10 defense. And Green Bay's offense, while they're doing better, 
They're young. They're inexperienced in the playoffs. They're coming into Dallas. Dallas wins by seven for sure. And I think they cover the over at 50 and a half. Oh, 50. I, think, I think that um, Green Bay can put up two touchdowns. And that's assuming that Dallas hits the 38 mark. Gotcha. Okay. I like, I like that. Why don't we dig into some of your prop bets and then we'll cover oh. my touchdown bet. You know I love my prop bets, Blake. Woo! I'm calling me Mr. Prop. Propping it up. Ugh. So let's talk Dallas Green Bay while we're on that, that game right now. So in terms of my prop bets, man, what don't I like in this game as, as far as the Cowboys going? Um, t- anytime touchdown scores, I got C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. As potential anytime touchdown scores, uh, I like Dak over one and a half touchdowns. I think that's a layup. C.D. Lamb over seven and a half receptions. That's a layup. That might happen in the first half. Dak over 275.5 yards. That's a layup. And again, I have circled Dallas D anytime touchdown score. Those, that's my, those are my prop bets for Dallas and Green Bay. All in on Dallas. All in on Dallas. 100%. At home, scoring 30-whatever points a game. Usually has a defensive touchdown sprinkled in maybe every once in a while. So, yeah. All in on the Cowboys. If you're going to parlay that, you might as well throw in a Jordan Love over .5 interceptions. I could do that. Yeah. There you go. And then think about that. Let me write that down, too. Put it if on you're my chest. Pick six. He's he's got to throw a. <laughs> he's got to throw it right. He's got to throw it. All right. Yes. So that was my Dallas and Green Bay parlay that I'm looking into. Um, you want to go through your touchdown scores? You want me to keep going? No. NFC-wise. Why don't you hit? Why don't you go through your the three games in the NFC okay. and then I'll show my touchdown oh. scores. Ooh, I got excited when I start writing this down. So for Rams Lions, first of all. Definitely over at 51 and a half right now. Taking it over. 100%. No questions asked. I think it's going to be a shootout. Very little defense is going to be played. Now, the Rams defense is pretty good, but I think Detroit has enough firepower that they can keep up with Matthew Stafford. I think Stafford is going to be juiced up to play that game, and I think he's going to play well. So, uh, But in terms of uh, who I have prop-wise, anytime touchdown scores, I have Kyron Williams, Amron St. Brown, and Tyler Higby, yes, Tyler Higby, potential touchdown scores. They like to throw to him in the red zone. Stafford loves to throw to him in the red zone. I got Stafford over 272.5 yards layup. I got Stafford and golf over one and a half touchdowns layup. And I got the over, again, at 51 and a half points for Detroit and the Rams. Now, finally, Eagles-Bucks. Now, this is an interesting game, and I'm all in on the Bucks again. So I have any time touchdown scores as Rashad White, Mike Evans. I do have Jalen Hurts, the Philly, the Philly, what is the Philly, the brotherly push. That's what they call it. That's probably going to happen. And I've got Dallas Goddard because somehow Philly's receivers are, like, it's extinct. I haven't. Hurt from A.J. Brown, and I know Smith is hurt, so I think Gallard, Goddard excuse me, is in line for a touchdown. I have Rashad White over 63.5 rushing yards. 
I've got Baker, shaking Baker, over eight and a half rushing yards, and Mike Evans lay up four and a half receptions. Come on, man. Come on. That's my those are my prop bets for Eagles Bucks, Blake. Some of those are pretty safe. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Mike Evans at four and a half receptions? Come on. Against Philly? Woo. That's what he was at. That was the line last week was four and a half. I picked that one too. Yeah. yeah. Crazy to me. But uh, so that's those are my uh, prop bets for again. I didn't pick any AFC games. I didn't really notice that until we got on. I was like, man, I didn't pick any AFC games. So I'm all in on the NFC this week. So uh, Blake, who you got, buddy? I've got three touchdown scores that I really like. Okay. And the odds, they look good too. Mm-hmm. I've got Tyree Kill and his return to Kansas City. I think he gets one mm-hmm. at plus 125. I hear you. I've got Najee Harris. Buffalo's defense is not bad where they've been weak is against the run. 100%. And Najee's been playing well, and they seem to be using him more and more and more. So he's at plus 230. Ooh. Then you've got Chris Godwin. Him and Mike Evans both have a 40% target share, red zone target share. Right. I'll take those odds against Philly's defense. For sure. I agree. Those are my three anytime touchdown scores. All right. There you go. So we're going to have to uh, do a little checking in on the bets next week when we do our next episode. Uh, speaking of next episode, we're go- next week, uh, you know, we're going to talk oh, no. about – oh, did I miss something? How you said next episode. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, see? You, you, you took my, I like it. This guy. Uh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> All you hip-hop heads will know what that is if, if we're talking next episode. So kudos to Blake for throwing that little zinger in there. This guy, I'm telling you, fanatics, you got to watch him every once in a while. He'll throw something in on you. Um, but now, going back to what I was saying, previewing the next episode – uh, we're going to go over the divisional round matchups this week. We're going to talk about our postseason lineup and then kind of preview what we're going to do for next week as well. And then we're going to talk about our bets of the week. How you feeling about that, Blake? I feel good. Well, I wonder okay. how our bets are going to do this week and how their bets are going to do this week. So, Well, they'll know either we did well or we didn't do well because we don't really hide. I don't hide it well. So if I win, y'all going to know about it, Fanatics, for sure. (laughs) Um, You know, with that being said, this is a wrap for this episode of the Sunday Funday, guys. My name is Jason Williams. And I'm Blake. Fanatics, we'll see you next week. Take care.